0: This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex
1: Nottingham.
2: This audio recording is an excerpt of our Study Club session titled, Answering the Insurance Question. We will begin with an introduction by me, Alex Nottingham. Then we will have an excerpt from Heather Nottingham, our phone skills instructor, Following that, we will have an excerpt from Larry Gazzardo, our scheduling skills instructor. And lastly, Larry will answer one of the questions asked in the study club that relates to negotiating PPO rates. For those that haven't joined us before, study club is our group coaching session where all-star students, instructors, coaches, and trainers come together to explore pressing issues in dentistry and in your own individual practices. So let's begin our excerpt. So let's begin study club. So this month's topic is about how to handle the insurance question. Now whether you're fee for service or you accept insurance, I'm sure you hear daily, do you take my insurance? And sometimes this can be frustrating because it seems that patients are judging your office just based on whether you take their insurance or not. And guess what? They are. So what you're going to hear today from All-Star Dental Academy instructors, Heather Nottingham and Larry Gazzardo, and you'll have the opportunity to ask your most pressing questions with them live. Now, to clarify, we are going to discuss how you handle the insurance question over the phone, not how you code insurance. You're welcome to ask any questions on the study club, and you can ask about coding if you like, but the focus of our content in the beginning is going to be on on phone skills. Again, there are three ways you can handle the insurance question. The first is you can ask, you can answer the question right away, and I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, this will be a very short conversation. And even if you do take your, their insurance, answering the question immediately is a big mistake. Another approach that many training companies will teach you is don't answer the question, deflect the answer, even if you don't take their insurance, and give them something like, "We'll figure it out when you come to the appointment." In other words, they're essentially asking you to outright lie about whether you take their specific insurance or avoid giving an answer, like a very good, well-trained lawyer. But when the patient comes into your office, you're going to have disaster. Now, there's a third way. We are going to teach you the all-star way. And so a little information about our instructors, Heather Nottingham, she's a former retail sales specialist and department mentor for Bloomingdale's where she had a million-dollar clientele book. With over 16 years of sales experience, Heather focuses her efforts on building customer relations, implementing new systems, team training, public relations, event planning, and brand representation. Heather has an extensive knowledge and background in dentistry, has worked for over, for over a decade actually handling patient calls in the trenches. She knows what it's like dealing with this, developing a system uh, and helping double a practice, uh, their revenue in 18 months from $1 million to $2 million with the systems you're going to learn from her today, uh, at least part of it, and with our program is reflected in much greater detail. Larry Gazzardo is a highly sought-after dental practice consultant, international speaker. His skills and talent is offered... Basically, practice practical common sense solutions to improve dental practice productivity. I always hear him say, you never want to throw common sense out the window, right? Uh, In addition to his consulting business, Larry is uh, the co-creator of All-Star Dental Academy and our head instructor. He is also a faculty member at the Dawson Academy. So we're going to begin in a moment with some content. Start sending me your questions so we'll have those answers. And let's begin with Heather. Please welcome Heather hey.
1: Nottingham. Hey, everybody. Well, Alex, um, you set it up really well in that we're talking about when the patient called up, they asked that tricky question, do you take my insurance and how to handle it. And I'm going to kind of re-review some of the things that you spoke about, whether it's answering them right away or, you know, misleading the patient and, and how to do it the way that we do it at All Star. So... The patient calls and they ask, do you take my insurance? So our philosophy is you're not gonna answer them right away. You're not going to put them off, but what you're gonna do is you're gonna redirect their question and you're gonna do what we call the great call process. And the great call process is where you start off by greeting them, you're gonna then build rapport. So G stands for greeting and then R stands for rapport. And you do both of those things before you engage the patient and that's when you answer their question. So a good way to politely deflect their question is you can say, oh, I'd be happy to help you with that. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions so I can better assist you? And then you go into the greeting, getting their information, and then you can build rapport. This way, by doing it that way, you're finding out how to best serve them as a patient. If you find out about them before you find out about their insurance, then because the whole appointment is about them and it doesn't matter it's regardless of what their insurance is you can't effectively help them without knowing who they are and what they're interested in so just some notes that i made you're going to not want to assume that everyone that calls and asks if you take their insurance is necessarily interested in procedures that are only covered by insurance or you also don't want to assume that they're not going to be okay to pay out of pocket those are two assumptions that i think a lot of a lot of team members start off with and it's the wrong mindset to have because sometimes our assumptions are incorrect and a patient is absolutely fine with whatever we tell them. So they might not know what to ask. That that might be the only question they know to ask is, do you take my insurance? But then after you delve a little bit more into getting to know them in the conversation, you might find out that what they're interested in is not covered by insurance. Maybe they're interested in whitening or maybe it's you know full mouth reconstruction or something along those lines. So you greet them first, now you then you build rapport with them. Now what's the next step? So now that you've done those two things, now you can go back to their initial question about the insurance and then you're gonna engage in the conversation about that but you're doing that having all that rapport information and knowing what their needs are first. So now you're better equipped to be able to handle the specific question and you can relate it back to them personally.
0: Well, you know, I think the most difficult part about answering this question is the training that it takes to resist the urge to, (coughs) to answer that question right off the bat. Because we know if we answer the question right away and you don't participate with that insurance carrier, the patient hears, oh, I, I can't come to your office. And they say thank you and they hang up the phone.
2: Larry, can you and come up a little,
0: end of it, a little
2: louder? Speaking yes, a little louder in what a way? Just speak a little louder. It's hard to hear you.
0: How's that? Does that sound better? Yeah, a little better. Well, because w- what I was saying before was that the most difficult part about all this is just resisting the urge to answer that question right away. Because when patients hear that you don't participate with their insurance company, what they really hear is, I can't, I can't come to your office. And then we're left on the other end of the line thinking, Well, you know, you might have liked us if you would have given me the chance. Um, and that's the thought I want you to hang on to: is that patients don't give us the chance it's an opportunity that we have to create for ourselves and that's why the great call process is so important because it gives you the opportunity to get the patient to to like you to to, to connect with you um, um, per se and we know if you like who you're talking to you're going to be flexible about dealing with them but if you don't like who you're talking to you're never ever flexible with them So resisting that urge is is really, really important. So along with the great call process, I also find that if you're prepared with a good transition, you know, a patient calls and says, do you you take this insurance? And so we want to resist the urge to to answer it. And like um, Heather says, we want to redirect the question. You know, so we start with, hey, well, this is really great that you called. You know, I'm I'm happy to answer your question. Uh, Matter of fact, because you're asking me this question, it seems like you haven't been to our office
2: before. we get some tips on renegotiating PPOs with PPOs that we do not currently participate with?
0: Uh, I can give you some, some quick tips here, and I think you'll even get more from Dr. Blair during his webinar. But um, first of all, I would contact the uh, insurance carrier and see if they already have a process in place, because that's what they'll want you to follow. And ask them if there is a review process for uh, evaluating reimbursements and things like that, and then you can, you can start to follow their process. Um, my recommendation, and you'll have to decide what you think works best for you, often it's difficult if they'll, if they'll talk to you and, and, and grant a, an increase in reimbursement. Um, it's very, very difficult to get the whole fee schedule increase. And so a lot of times, if you can find out like if you take your top maybe 10 or 15 codes that you do most of your productivity on and if you do a little bit of homework and you call some of your peers in the community and find out you know what are they charging for this fee or for this code and how does it how does it compare with what the insurance carrier is reimbursing that gives you a little bit of ammunition to say to them that you know what they're you know what they're charging is just so much higher and that's normal for our community. So sometimes I find that if you if you request to have them review fewer codes, it's easier than if they're doing the whole fee schedule. Now the, the problem that comes up is that when you make an agreement with the insurance carrier, um, they also hold the determine when, you know, something is paid and how it's paid. So let's say, for instance, you, you don't get all of the fees adjusted or all the the fees on your fee schedule, let's say in their agreement they decide, well, I know we say we cover this code, but we pay it at this code. And that was a code where you didn't get an increase. Then it it could really hurt you. So so my point to you is that you kind of have to decide, you know, what's best. Should I try to get the whole fee schedule evaluated, or would I do better if I just, you know, had maybe the top 10 or top 15 adjusted, and then, you know, do a little bit of homework. But remember, the the hard part is they always reserve the right to determine how they're going to pay for it. So that would be some quick tips that I would give you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.